Jose Cuervo sponsors us. God bless you. All right. Intro time. These people don't give a shit. All the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. He's going to go to Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. He's going to the ball. Welcome to Week 10 College Football Extravaganza, everybody. I'm Robert. That's Davis. That's Joey. We're all back. The original crew. We're here for some picks. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. I missed last week, so I'm ready to redeem myself from this last week. Without some hot takes. Some real hot takes. Hot takes to come. Last week, have a few things to go over. Oklahoma drops a big one at Kansas State. A big one. Just what, just, what the happened? Hell? What happened? You look so good, and then you look so bad. I'll start with this one. I think that Kansas State had a game plan, and they just kept their foot on the gas. Uh, they already have a weak defense, Oklahoma, so when – you know, you have a game plan that just can't really be solved on Oklahoma's part. Why stop from it? And that's exactly what they did. They just kept pushing and they kept scoring. Now, I expected Oklahoma to try and make a comeback. And I thought, I thought, it, was, I thought it was going to get out of reach. But Oklahoma made it real interesting towards the end. But I was happy to see Kansas State pull that one off. Oklahoma just does this once a year. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for them. It's just they always got to lose to some stupid-ass team. And they did it again. Uh, they definitely didn't win by 24. They for sure didn't do that. So that's tough. But anyway. Something about college football where they're the team, there's these teams that just kind of like do these things every year. And it doesn't matter who's on the team, if they're the best team in the nation, if they're Alabama. Alabama's number one maybe every year. They're still going to have a bad kicker. Don't yeah. know why. Just – they just do. Yeah, Oklahoma will drop a game to Baylor or like Oklahoma State or something. Just oh, happens. Good. That's why I love college football. Unpredictable. Kansas State. Bill Schneider's not even there. Although he was at the game. Was he? Oh, so, oh, oh. Big. That's a factor. That is actually a factor. The presence Don't blow of that off. Snyder like, in like, Bill like, Schneider Stadium. Come on now. It's, he was a head coach of a field that was named after him, man. And he didn't even win a championship. How game. about that if onside kick? If I knew kick? that was happening, if I knew Bill Snyder was going to be at the game, I would have for sure been on Kansas State. Well, he Bill Snyder there. doesn't, like, schedule that kind of stuff. He just shows up, you know? It's his stadium. It's his stadium. And, again, what's so impressive about that is he didn't even <laughs> win a championship for them. Look, they he don't just, care. It's Kansas. You do good. Nine and four, a lot. Best coach in the world. Exactly. You're you know, good for a 20-year contract. What about that onside kick? Very close, ricocheted, a bunch of players in the scramble. You don't really see who it ricocheted off of. Off of so That was bad luck. It was That's bad luck. Was. It was right. It was like nine and a half yards, and it hit the guy. I feel bad. Maybe they would have got it back and scored. Who knows? But they didn't. Oklahoma. You blew it! All right. Let's move on. Um, oh, that was the first one. I was doing so good. I was doing so good. 
I um and uhed myself to death. I had to turn off the last podcast. <laughs> you did do that. It was so bad. Okay. Uh, there it is. Dennis. <laughs> so one of these days when it, like I got a break from school, we're going to sit here, all of us, with like a bottle of whatever we want. And every time one of us does something that we hate, which, Davis, you probably have a lot of practice doing this because you're on radio. So... What doing uhs and ums? Like well, I still not like practicing getting rid of the uhs and the ums and the <laughs> you know, like the mouth breathing and stuff. Oh, the mouth breathing is one of my biggest pet peeves I've come to learn. Oh, I've come yeah. to learn the mouth breathing is so bad. I so my old producer, the first time we started sports call, like the whole whole show, like I would have him turn off his microphone. The whole show is <sighs> Jesus dude and it's not even during the silence either it's like before you're about to say a word you're like like you hear the Trumps the the Trump like things when they just edit them to him going Robert I would would say his name but if he were to ever listen to this podcast one day I I, I would feel bad so I'm not going to say his name so I'll text you his name and you're going to be like oh yeah okay I'll listen so we'll start off Thursday night. SMU travels to Houston and scares people who ever put money on SMU. This podcast in particular. Yeah, that was me. That guy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We're all on the same page there. We thought SMU, you know, was a sure thing. But it's turning out SMU likes to scare people. And you got to have a close one, okay? Every now and then there's going to be a close one. They had a couple one. close ones. Hey, but it also was what? close. They, it was a toe tapper in the back of the end zone. I, SMU, your day's coming, and it might be this week. Memphis, 23rd ranked team in the nation at Memphis. College game day is going to be there. You think Memphis is ready to play this football game? You bet your ass they are. It's a primetime game in the jungle, baby. I'm pretty sure Kerr Herbstreit's going to be calling that game. That's, that's a foreshadowing. That's your opportunity to win. If if you blow this Memphis, it's an American Conference game, prime time on Saturday night. But SMU's an plus undefeated six. SMU team. Come on, plus six. Ooh, if, so if you're plus six at Memphis, dude, I would I would feel. Oh, I would go Memphis. I feel intimidated. You think I Memphis would... is going to win by more than six? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. SMU is plus six, so Memphis is favored by six. Hmm. Okay, maybe I would still take, even if Memphis were to win the ball game, I would probably still take SMU. Hmm. I don't know. It's tough. I'm taking Memphis. I'm taking Memphis. I thought you said, at first I thought you said minus six. I'm like, oh. I thought you said minus six also. You said plus six. I couldn't believe it. I'm taking Memphis. The cover. Well, well, when we get to that game, we'll talk about it. Oh, <laughs> we, Man, we do still, last week. Hey, That's we right. still have an undefeated we Baylor. Week. We yeah. still have an undefeated Baylor playing tomorrow. We're uh, this is Wednesday. Keeping in mind, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Wednesday. So let's go over the previous week because we are already getting ahead of ourselves. And this this upcoming week is exciting for Gator fans, but I don't think it's exciting. For maybe FSU fans too, the Miami games this upcoming week. So, other than that, there's not really a lot of a lot of games on the college football slate. Listen, um, we're horny down here in Tallahassee. So good, should be. Um, 
USC <laughs> at Colorado. I went with Colorado for the upset. Didn't happen. Almost happened, but didn't happen. So yep. there you go. Uh, Slo- Keaton Slovis for 406 yards. What a monster. So nothing you can do about that. The freshman. You try and get the upsets where you can. Alabama looked good with their backup quarterback. Tua should be coming back for the LSU game in a few weeks. Still handled Arkansas quite well. And uh, the little Tua looked a lot like the other Tua, just right-hand version. So there that is. Still stink. How about Nick Saban getting pissed off at that reporter just for asking if Talia was going to play? And then sure enough, Talia played. Like, come on. I, I think Nick Saban needs to tone it down a little bit. Look, I know he's, a, he's an intense coach. He wins championships. He goes, If not win, he goes to the championships. But, I mean, the media is going to ask those questions, man. The media is going to ask those questions. But I guess he's really one of the few coaches I can get away with getting pissed off at a reporter, and a reporter could take a step back. I wonder he's what he's going to do. I wonder what he's going to do now that players can make money everywhere. If you had the opportunity to interview Nick Saban and he got pissed off at you, would you wear that as a badge of honor or would you like be hurt? Oh, I'd, that'd be awesome. That would be best case scenario. If it was just like a cordial interview or me and him were just chatting it up, fuck that. I want to get pissed at me. Like Depends. I asked you that question. That's right. Depends <laughs> if it makes the highlight uh, reels of college football outbursts. Like the, I'm a man, I'm 40. Like that kind of if he if I was responsible for that okay, gave that to college football. Other than that, I want to stay on Nick Saban's good side, and I probably asked a dumb question. You know, whenever I whenever I'm in like the pressers, Dan Mullen, by the way, is super easy to interview. Like he is so happy. It's it's just it's tough to ask him a, a question that would piss him off. But mm-hmm. I, whenever I'm doing those interviews, like. Honest to God, like whenever I'm asking a question, I don't want to ask a bad question that would piss them off. <laughs> like, I really want to sound as professional as I can. Sometimes you have to ask that tough question that just needs to be asked regardless if they get pissed off. But I just don't, so whenever I'm in the moment, I don't want to be that person. No one wants to be that guy, but people in the media have to be that guy sometimes. I, I know, like, I, I want to be that guy one day, but, like, not when I'm still kind of new at this and I'm speaking to Dan Mullen or uh, Manny Diaz mm-hmm. the last time I was in a big presser. So, Manny, your quarterback got sacked ten times. Can you tell us what was wrong there? Oh, dude, Manny Diaz got real <laughs> Manny Diaz got real pissed off at the guy sitting next to me. He asked – before the presser, he asked me – He's like, so, hey, do you know the name of that defensive back from Miami? I was like, nah, I don't forget. And so he then asked the question about that defensive back that he was trying to, you know, circle his question around. And Manny was like, yeah, yeah, you don't need to question our game plan. We know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? All right. But I thought that was funny. It was good. That was, that was about the and, now, and now they're like three and four. Four and four. Wow. So it's going to be a solid win for a fish year. That's right. By the way, Joey, Johnny and his friend Joey are heading up to Tallahassee. Ship the tickets. They will be seeing you there. Oh, boy. It's going to be Sounds fun. like a good time. It is. All right. Auburn traveled to Death Valley and played a close one. We said it was going to be a blowout. Boy, were we wrong. It was a close game, although LSU did rack up quite a bit. 
despite a, a lot of yards. Joe I Burrow think- with 321 yards over the air. Clyde Edwards, uh, Elaire with 136 yards on the ground. So a lot of offensive yards there still. So I think the scoreboard, like if you like saw the end of the game and then you saw the scoreboard, you would think it was closer than it really was. I think that uh, in the middle of the game, like it was pretty close, but then LSU was going to win the ball game towards the end. Then they gave up that late touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, Bo Nix, I think he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I really do think he's a good quarterback. He's a true freshman, and I think he's going to make true freshman mistakes. And he made those mistakes against the number one team in the nation. Uh, so I, I'm really not going to jump off the off his train just yet because he's a young kid. So I, I get frustrated with the fans that are like, this guy sucks. Why is he even a starter? Like, why is he here? Like, dude, you guys are a top 10 ranked team. He's a true freshman. This is a glimpse of what's going to happen in the future. Like, this guy could really – do some positive things. I see him beating Alabama in the future, not this year, but in the future. He's a freshman, man. Give him a break. Yeah, I pretty much said the same thing. <laughs> I pretty much said the same thing last week, Davis. I said that he's going to not perform great on the road in Death Valley because he's a freshman, but he's going to be good in the future. That's kind of why I thought LSU was going to blow him out because I thought like just that atmosphere is going to be too much for him. I'm impressed Auburn did what they did. Maybe they're a little bit better than I thought they were. But still, LSU is good. They pulled out a close victory. It's going to benefit them down the road. I'm impressed. I think LSU did a great job. I think Auburn went in there and did a great job also. I did see a few calls that should have been called, holding calls, that have been floating around the SEC referee Twitter page this week. Uh, A couple arm around the neck on touchdown plays that should have been holding calls, but that's football, and that happens all the time. So you got to chalk it up to the game. Moving on, Wisconsin traveled to Ohio State and got their dick kicked, just like I said. Yeah, yeah. I got to take a on that one. I thought it was going to be close. I still thought Ohio State would win, but I was wrong. Yeah. That kid from Ohio State, that number two, whatever those name is, awesome. Chase Young. Awesome. He's in the Heisman oh, talk geez. this week. After that game, they put him in the Heisman talk, rightfully so. He's a monster. He is six foot five and two hundred and something pounds, all muscle, just absolutely jacked. So after Wisconsin lost in an upset fashion to Illinois, uh, I mean, hands down, it was going to be a loss to Ohio State following it up because that was just going to be a tough one to rebound from. Uh, and I wasn't surprised it was a blowout. Although I think I was hoping that it wasn't going to be a blowout. I, I think I, deep down inside, I saw that a blowout was going to happen. It was Ohio State's a really good football team. They're going to be a playoff team unless they royally screw up, like they lose to Iowa State somehow. Um, which, if you're a top, if you're a top ten team, Iowa State could have five losses on the season, and they're ready for an upset. It still so, whacks that ass. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I, I I didn't really see any upsets coming from this one. I think, uh, Ohio State should be a good team. Right. Yeah, I got LSU one, Ohio State two right now. I'm still yeah. okay. I'm still okay with Alabama at number two, but I think it's mainly because uh, we we got rid of that bullshit BCS system. So now that we have a playoff, I don't really care who's one, two, three, four, uh, unless it involves Clemson, because because <laughs> Clemson. They, look, they're good. They're undefeated, and I think they're going to go undefeated uh, throughout the rest of the regular season and win the ACC. And frankly, I find it hard for them to stay out of the top four. 
Um, I think they're going to be the, the fourth ranked team. So I don't know. Well, now with Oklahoma losing and you look at Penn State's schedule and they have Ohio State ahead of them. So one of those teams is going to drop one. I think it's probably going to be Penn State at this point, but who knows down the road. They're a fun team. Play to and then They're Michigan, Michigan coming on late. Whoop Notre Dame this week. If you want to talk about that, 45 to 14. Shea Patterson threw for 100 yards. Not that much. Just a rainy day game at Michigan. They just whoop, whooped them. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I didn't see it coming. Caught. Give me that, I, on that one also. I thought Notre Dame Look was going to win that Look at the I know. He, he was surprised also. That's a puppy. This is, this is Draco, by the way. Everyone meet Draco. Wow. It's, Definitely. Is that a golden? Him. Is that a golden for the people at home? This is a, a, uh, this is a dachshund. This what? Is a, he looks like a Slytherin, so. Is it a, a long-haired, is a long-haired dachshund? You didn't tell me you were going to be throwing the Harry Potter references out. I would have. Well, my girlfriend, my girlfriend did name him, and she is a very big Harry Potter fan. Shout out the Malfoys. This is my little boy. Slytherin, I love him. All right, enough puppy talk. He'll be ready. He'll be ready to make some picks here later. Can I get some hot takes on this Notre Dame Michigan game? Yeah, the fuck is Michigan gonna? What is what is Michigan? Do we know what Michigan is? Does anyone know what Michigan is? Can y'all tell me? I think they're starting the to get. Michigan? I think they're starting to get in their group of the new offense, and if they do, it could be bad news bears for the rest of the teams on their schedule, including Ohio State. I think it's a classic Harbaugh. Like it, this is just what he does. It's like he does enough to where it's like, oh, okay, I can see what they're gonna do next year. Then they disappoint, and then they just do enough. He well, just does gonna, enough all the time. You're going to be happy with the game that they're playing this upcoming week. Two unsure teams of who they are. Michigan at Maryland. Going to be a fun matchup. Oh, my God. But Fuck after that, know, they have Fuck Michigan State rivalry game. They have at Indiana and then Ohio State at Michigan. So, you know. Don't bet on any of those. No, I wouldn't. Never. In your life. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Notre Dame just kind of looked looked like they weren't there. I, I don't I, – Michigan took complete control of that game. I went back and forth, but it was a blowout, and I was watching other games. I uh, – so I gave up on Michigan before the season even began, so I never took Michigan serious in this ballgame. And Notre Dame, for some reason, I thought it was impressive that they held on against Georgia. And so I gave them way too much credit. I really did. I gave Notre Dame way too much credit. I should have taken in the fact that, you know what, it is still hard to win in the big house, no matter where you are, no matter who you're playing. Like, it's hard to play in the big house. My dog's chewing the cord of my headphones. Like, it, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to win in the big house. And for some reason, I completely dismissed that. It was like, no, nah, man, Michigan's just not good. And sure enough, I look at the result, and I'm just like, damn, I was stupid. I, it was, I should have thought about it a little bit more. My co-host on my radio show was like, nah, Michigan's going to win that ball game. And I'm like, whatever. No, yeah, it was bad. But really, like, he just – he's kind of pulled that pig out of his ass. Like, you don't see that happening. Notre Dame's looked better than Michigan all season. That's why they're ranked higher. And that's why Michigan has 
almost lost games to Army and Iowa and and lost to Penn State. I'm not going to count that as a bad loss. Yeah, that's a... You know, the year is still salvageable if you're Michigan at this point. Yeah. Are they going to be disappointed losing to Ohio State? Yeah, sure, just like every year, but don't get rid of Harbaugh. Keep him. I think think Harbaugh is good for another year. I mean, he is currently, what, the third or fourth highest paid head coach in the nation, and he has not beaten Ohio State yet and doesn't really look like he's going to beat Ohio State this season. Uh, I mean, I find it hard for them to fire him. He's going to do just enough. Another year. He's going to do just enough to stay on. No one and wants they, to go to we Michigan. Might be, we might be 15 years later. If this podcast lasts 15 years, we might be having the same exact conversation with Harbaugh and Michigan 15 years because he did just enough. Look, I, first off, I, I wish coaches would be able to stick around longer. I mean, how many coaches back in the, the day, let's just say, had – bad starts to their careers took them about four or five seasons to finally get the teams that they want. And now they're the coaches that we know and love. Like uh, Bobby Bowden is a prime example of that. Uh, yeah, didn't have the greatest state, but then again, like at the time it was more common for coaches to be completely bought in like programs bought into their coach for the long haul. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. We just don't see that today. It's we have to win now. And Harbaugh is a good example of that. When you go to a program that's historically dominant and you don't return that team back to that dominant way, then you're going to be on the hot seat. Uh, Willie Taggart, now granted, Willie Taggart really hasn't, you know, Florida State just hasn't played well at all. Uh, so I'm not trying to make excuses for Willie Taggart. Um, like he's a good example of a guy that could be out at the end of the year or maybe he'll stick around because that contract is pretty expensive. What? Lots of money. Lots of money floating around in the capital. Although I believe there are, there's a lot of buyers. Okay, moving on rapidly. He's biting my toes. He's biting my toes. I thought that was. I thought one of you guys played a soundbite real quick. Change, okay. change your voice. Um, ah, God. Dirt. <laughs> oh. Um. Um. Washington State went to Oregon. And almost oh God, I stayed up for that too. I think that game got over around 2 a.m. over here. And I stayed up to watch it for some reason. And it was intriguing. But yeah, Amanda and I stayed up and watched that whole game. Can you tell us about it? I did not get to catch this game. I was. Uh, I mean, Oregon won. It was kind of close. Um, Oregon, or I should say, Washington State uh, kept it pretty close. Um, of course it was one, it was that same kind of Washington state team where they threw for like 500 yards, but fell just short. Um, it was, I'm trying to remember exact, I'm actually going back to see how it ended. Oh yeah. It was a game winning field goal. So yeah, I think the reason why I stayed up and watched it was because Washington state kept the game so close that I was like, all right, well, I mean, I'm not, it's, it's Saturday and I can sleep in tomorrow. So I might as well stay up and watch this game and Oregon won on a game winning kick. Uh, I was happy to see Oregon win personally because Washington has just been on a downward spiral ever since they lost to UCLA. Um, they had a chance to maybe salvage a part of their season by beating Oregon, but they fell just short. Oregon kicked that 26-yard game winner, and 
That's where it was. And then if I went to bed. Oregon, you got to win out. You have to win out. And even yeah. if you went out, like we were talking about last week, the chances you get into the playoff are very, very slim. But you can um, help. Like have, Oklahoma dropping one to Kansas State, you might get in. They have a very winnable schedule after this. They have USC, which is probably going to be their toughest matchup. Arizona, uh, then Arizona State after that, which, uh, I mean, Arizona State, they looked better, but I think they've dropped their last two. And then Oregon State to finish off the year, which, I don't know, they've won like two ball games in the last four years. Um, so uh, they have a very winnable schedule. Then they have a Pac-12 championship, which I imagine would probably be against Washington. So They're done. I think Oregon, if they were to win out, they need to have some help. In the top. Oh, lots of help, but. They need to have help. I'm not counting any team. I'm not trusting any team besides Clemson. Clemson, to me, is the most trustable team right now because of their schedule and because of the ACC. Clemson just – they just do enough. It's the same thing as Jim Harbaugh. But they, this week they played a good game, 59-7, Boston College. They won like they They're just going to do enough. They're going to be in the playoff at the end of the year, and they're going to start playing football. I think it's going to be the same thing as they've done previous years. Davis disagrees very much so. It's tough to tell. Sorry, it's I really just, tough to I tell. Just, Are you was, really going to count that Clemson team out that whooped Alabama last year? They look like world beaters. I, I really think Clemson's just going to do enough, and then they're going to end up in the playoffs, and then they're going to start playing real football. They haven't played real football yet because they don't care. They're bored. Clemson has blown out the last few teams that they've played. Now, granted, who have they really played? Yeah, of course, State being one of them. Uh, I I think if you give if you give Clemson a team to compete with, they'll compete. They will. Um, will they win? We'll see, but they'll compete. The toughest team they've played this year so far is Texas A&M, and Texas A&M hasn't really been a great team this season. So I, they play I, the mighty I'm terriers say, of Wofford this this next week. So we'll see. I know the they. I have a feeling they'll push that undefeated record. But um, let's. I, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe that they go undefeated and they're outside of the top four. They're going to be in the playoff. I, I, it, I don't know how they would not win out the rest of the year. I just don't know how they don't. And that's why I said they're, to me, in my opinion, the most trustable team right now. Well, yeah, right. because of their schedule. I trust them too. That's a lock? lock? That's a lock for the playoff. That's a lock. We're doing a playoff locks already? No, no, we don't have to. We no, can, it, you locked it in. It's too late. You already locked. I'll, lock, locked. I'll lock Clemson in this week. I'll no, lock you locked him in the playoffs. Yeah, I locked him in the playoffs. Yeah, locked yes. in. Yeah, I'm fine with that. If they get snubbed out, so be it. I don't see it happening. All right, moving on. Miami snubs Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. And I'm not sure who Miami is. Uh, Illinois yeah. continues their winning streak at Purdue. Any other interesting games here? TCU beats Texas 37-27. Sam Ellinger threw for 321 yards. Wasn't enough. Texas is not back. <laughs> not this week. Florida State, Joey, 
gets a win over Syracuse, 35-17. Alex Tornybrook threw for 196 yards. Cam Akers runs for 144 yards. Yeah, Charlie, yeah, yeah. Portland State has a new quarterback. His name is Cam Akers. Um, and that game uh, was a lot not as close as the score says. We kicked the dicks out of Syracuse. You did. You did. I watched, I was able to watch some of that game. Cam Akers was at taking some wildcat snaps uh, uh, quite a bit and throwing the ball. Some is not the right word. He took about 20-something. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him take 40 this week. You guys know this out there that I had two tickets to the Florida State game this week that my work gave me. I tried giving them away for free, and no one would take them. Yeah, it was, it was a pathetic showing. <laughs> Same here. I, I gave the tickets to Johnny. The Miami tickets. I, some, I do have something to say about that game. Is FSU is up thirty-five to three, and they put in James Blackman and uh, Syracuse uh, with James Blackman in the game. Syracuse won fourteen to nothing. Just go ahead and print print that there. How have you guys not been starting Horny Brook this time? Uh, well, you know, good question. And I, I have a guy that I work with, and he's like. Oh, any day I would start Blackman because he's going to be the starter next season anyway. So, no, he's not. You know, and I'm like, do you really think life. that's going to be the case? And I'm like, plus, why on earth would you not start your best quarterback right now? Who the hell cares if Blackman is your starting quarterback next season? Start Hornybrook. Who cares if this is his last season? I think it's his last season, right? Yeah, he's done. Like, uh, James Blackman, it, it will be an above average backup oh, oh. quarterback in college. <laughs> He stinks. My dog's biting me. Hornybrook is the man there. Well, you done? Welcome up, Davis. And we, right. we just got the let's get horny chance going in Tallahassee. We're going to keep going this week, except for Cam Akers is going to be starting quarterback. Okay. Two. You do what Kentucky's doing right now. Start a wide receiver at quarterback. There you go. There you go. Two other notable games from the previous week. And, well, we'll hit on three. Depending on if I can. How many are we going to talk about? Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boo hoo. I do a college football podcast. Oh. Um, we got Virginia oh. losing to Louisville, just uh, completely nosediving their season right now. I, can, you, can you take clips from the video portion of the podcast? Because if you can, Davis just had the stupidest oh face gosh. I've ever seen in his life. Oh, oh. My dog about chewed my finger off. Ouch, Charlie. Oh, my God. That hurt like hell. Charlie All right, I'm back. Virginia stinks. They stink. Virginia does stink. I don't know what's going on. South Carolina drops one to Tennessee. Tennessee looking like they can play some ball now late in the season. What's going on with Tennessee? They got excited after giving Alabama a game, so they gave them a little confidence. I think it started after the first quarter in Georgia when they put in, was it Bomb? What's his name? Bomb? Like lip bomb? I don't know. Bow. Bow. Oh. Anyway. Bow. Yeah, beat him. 41-21. Tennessee. I've seen some things on social media. Listen, Tennessee fans. You're not going to be SEC East champions. Florida's no, they not, very well could be. Florida's not losing out. Georgia's not going to um, do what they need to do. It's, there's too many things that need to happen. I think Tennessee is going to do it. I think they can very well become the SEC East, SEC East champions. Um, no, my friend. no, that's that's just blasphemy. I'm hearing blasphemy on this podcast. I don't like so it. Fast, my friend. That's two. To Davis? No, that's, that's just for you, Joey. Both of those oh, are just okay. for you. 
all for you. Big Tennessee guy. All right. Moving on. Although Neyland Stadium is the hell of a stadium. Week 10. Oh. College football. We got a Thursday night matchup. West Virginia at undefeated Baylor. And my chiropractor says West Virginia and Baylor are both due for an upset. Uh, well, wait, West Virginia, they have, they have like three, four losses on the season, right? So where's the upset? He's a, he's a West Virginia fan. Oh, okay. So he's saying that Baylor is due for an upset. Dude, Baylor has been like the most unknown undefeated team all season long. Like this, this team at one point was one of the best teams in the nation with Art Bryles. Art Bryles. And they are resurrecting themselves right now from the Art Bryles era. And so, uh, I mean, with, I don't really know anything about this team. It's insane. They're undefeated. I don't know anything about them. Well, they beat Kansas State. Oh, who? Cool. cool. Is, is Baylor, is Baylor going to make the playoff? Is Baylor a playoff team? You know, you got to start talking about who it. Who cares? <laughs> oh, you got no. it. No. 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 Baylor. <laughs> Thank you. Look. They got to play Oklahoma and Texas and Kansas for some reason who chooses to be good when they want to be good. I don't – if Baylor goes undefeated, I, I don't think they make it into the oh, playoff. bullshit. You're completely wrong there. If Baylor goes undefeated, they're in the playoff. I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think that's a tough one to come by. I think oh, I, you got a close win against gonna, Rice. Gonna, there's not going to be four undefeated teams. No, it doesn't matter. I think you can be a one-loss LSU or one-loss Alabama, and you can still be in the playoff. Over a Big 12 champion? Hell yeah. An undefeated Big 12 champion? Yeah, because any any day of the week, they will wipe their ass. Oh, my goodness. This is some SEC shit right here. That's I think, guys, that's stupid. Oh, it is not. No, it is not. It's not stupid whatsoever. Dude, the SEC has proven over and over and over again in the big games, they completely dominate in those ball games. If you put them in like a sugar bowl that doesn't even matter, then sure, they'll lay down Georgia, Texas. Remember that game last year? Because it didn't matter. The SEC shows up for those big games, and they win. I'm just looking at their schedule. Their out-of-conference opponents consist of Rice, who they beat 21-13, University of Texas – South Austin or whatever the fuck the Roadrunners. What, who does yeah, San Antonio. Play San Antonio. San Antonio. I'm not making a case for Alabama. I'm making a case against Baylor. And they don't play anyone outside of the Big 12, but who is of any notoriety? I mean, I bunch of close wins. I'm gonna go ahead and lock this in. If Baylor's undefeated and wins the Big 12, which they would, they're in the playoffs. Lock that in. Whatever you say. That is the right. saddest lock I've ever done. It's a contingent lock. Saddest but yeah. lock. I going I want to talk about this some more, but we really we we. I'm taking the over in the game. Okay. What what we don't even know. It's we haven't even been doing spreads here. Let's 56 see. Six and a half. I'm taking the over. Okay. They got Baylor minus seventeen. Yeah, that's believable. Look, I hope my chiropractor watches this. I cannot pick West Virginia this week. I think Baylor's playing good ball, and it's a primetime game at Baylor. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. Um, I think this will be an interesting game. 
but at Baylor, Baylor, by the way, fun fact, I learned is one of three college football stadiums that's on the water. It's accessible by water. So fun fact nice. there. And maybe that'll be enough to get them a win. The other two stadiums, by the way, Husky Stadium, the Washington Huskies, and Neyland Stadium, University of Tennessee. So there you go. Who cares? <laughs> go, go I didn't think it would be a useful soundbite, but it's it's already it's already shaping up to be a useful. It's sound. the best one. I'm giving, I'm giving you your money's worth. Okay. All right. I just want to take on this just to see the confusion. Michigan at Maryland. Take from both you guys. Uh, Maryland has been garbage. So, I got yeah. Michigan winning this game. I think Michigan's playing good ball right now. It's just two teams that you've been like, who are you this whole year? Mich- I'm going to take Michigan to win the game, and I love the under at 56. Zero points scored. There you go. All right. What do you think about this, Joey, since you're the ACC man here? NC State at Wake Forest. Does Wake have their quarterback back? Uh, good question. I have no idea. Okay. That'd be nice to know. I take Wake Forest. You are the ACC reporter for this show. Yeah, I'm going to take Wake Forest no matter what quarterback plays. Um, NC State is not very good. That's my – that's hashtag analysis. That is correct. I need that soundbite. Okay. That is correct. Houston travels to UCF. Um, Being that I am in Orlando, I'm going to go with the Knights. Just to go with the Knights. Houston's playing some good ball, especially without Deer King. So I'm still going to go with the Knights. It's a 12 p.m. game. It's going to be hot here. It's going to be real hot and muggy in Orlando. It's going to be hot. It's going to be cold here. It's still hot down here. I don't know what's going on. It's chilly up here. It's like 89, 90 today. It's crazy. We're supposed to have a low in the 30s tomorrow. Is there a cold front come through? Yep. Oh boy, is there. Happy Halloween. Who cares? All right. Cold fronts. Cold fronts. Okay. Virginia Tech at Notre Dame. I got Notre Dame rebounding after that bad loss to Michigan. Okay. Another team, like, I got no idea what they are, is Virginia Tech. What the fuck are they? I don't know either. What's Virginia Tech? And this show is starting, like, we, we started this show out this season giving picks and spreads, and it's just turning into a shit show. Shit show. So we're just kind of like, Picking well, out here now. Since the game is at Notre Dame, I will go Notre Dame in this one. 17 and a half. Minus they 17 both, and a half for Notre Dame. They both have the same record. I, 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 Notre Dame, they're, they're a stronger team. That was a tough loss at Michigan. It was actually an ass whooping, not a tough loss. It was an ass whooping. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, will, I will go Notre Dame in this one. Fuck it. Go ahead. I don't know. I probably don't even like the points. No, I'm going for Gene Tech. Fuck it. Notre Dame's not up to play for anymore. They're not going to make the playoff with one loss. Virginia Tech just does whatever they want. I'm taking money on Virginia Tech. Win the game outright. Wow. Okay. I'm going to take Notre Dame, but I'm going to take Virginia Tech with the points. All right. Moving on. Florida State faces the Miami Hurricanes in Tallahassee. 3.30 kickoff time. Rivalry game. FSU is actually looking good because Alex Horner broke his at quarterback. Miami still trying to figure their shit out because they have a couple quarterbacks they keep rotating in and out. I think Nikosi Perry is going to start. Other than that, what's your take, FSU man? Uh, I mean, this is going to be an ugly football game. It's going to be 
it's going to be tough for Hornybrook to move the ball at all just because, I mean, he doesn't have an arm. And Miami's defense is very good. This is going to be the one of the top three defenses they play all season. Um, it's going to be a lot of cam makers, a lot of cam makers at quarterback. He can throw the ball. He didn't really do it a lot last week, but he can. He threw up for over 4,000 yards his senior year in high school. I expect to see Cam playing quarterback at least half the time. Um, so I really believe it's going to be an ugly football game. I don't think either team gets to 20 points. For, if a team gets to 17, they're going to win the game. I think Florida State will win the game. I think they're just a better team overall than Miami. But I don't know. Miami beat a very good Pittsburgh game last week. That's a bet. They have a better win than Florida State has on their schedule. So the spread is it's three to Florida State because they're at home. Yep. That means it's an even yep. game. Even game. What do you got there? So uh, spread wise, I think Florida State wins probably like seventeen to thirteen. Okay. So. I just got a, a. I have my alert here. It says Jaron Williams will be the starting quarterback for Miami. But with that, oh, what, what oh, the hell oh. happened to Tate Martell? Oh, he's transferring. He's gone. He's a wide receiver. I'm pretty sure. He's well, gonna yeah, transfer. He became a wide receiver, but did I guess he like is just out of consideration for the role of quarterback? Like this guy. No, I think he's transferring this week. Like he's transferring from Miami this week. Okay, I'm pretty sure I saw he that. Might, he might as well because this is a guy who transfers from Ohio State and. He goes to Miami, and I guess the assumption was this guy is going to be the starter. And they've gone back and forth between Jaron Williams and Nikasi Perry. Never once do we even hear of Tate Martell ever again, uh, except for the first game in Orlando when he was warming up at the wide receiver position. So that was a bust, if I, I, if I say it's so. It's a look myself. at a quarterback and a running back. I'm wrong. Tate back. Martell is not transferring. Is back working primarily at quarterback. So, who knows? Well, damn, is he going to get a start or at least an opportunity to? Play? I don't know. That's as of six hours ago. Well, that's good to hear, I guess. But either way, in this ball game, I, I think I like Florida State. I'm feeling horny for Horner Brook too. So, uh, especially back at home, Florida State over the Hurricanes. And if the spread is as that three favoring Florida State, yeah, I like Florida State in that one too. I like Florida State. I think. Alex Hornibrook solidifies his starting position as quarterback for Florida State. I think Miami does play a good game, and we'll see a good rivalry game. I don't think it's going to be as sloppy as, like, the Florida-Miami game was in the the first game of the season, Uh, unless it rains. Yeah, so the only thing I (laughs) say, like – I don't think Hornibrook's going to have a great game just because I just think Miami's defense can be able to game plan better for him than the games that he's the team that he's played. But I think I trust Kendall Bryles to dial up a couple more winning plays than Miami's offense coordinator is going to. That's the only reason I really picked four six play. I think both offenses just are going to be stuck in the mud the entire game. Okay. Hopefully not literally. All right. Oregon at USC. All right, so it's at USC. I, I'm smelling a trap game. And who would have thought I would say Oregon would be – or USC would be considered a trap, a trap game against Oregon. But I think that this USC team, they're a, they're a surprisingly decent team. Uh, I like their freshman quarterback, Adekin Slovis. Um, but also this Oregon team, they have some depth. They're, they're a fighting team. Uh, they had every opportunity in the world to beat Auburn. 
at the beginning of the year. Um, uh, this will be a close game. I, I, have, I don't have the point spread in front of me, but I do like Oregon to win this ball game. Minus four and a half to Oregon. Surprised it wasn't minus three. You like Oregon to win this game? I like Oregon to win this game, and I'll take the points. Not so fast, man. It's going to be an upset in the Coliseum this week. Can't tell you why. Just picturing it. I think you're right. I think it's a trap game. And if USC is going to mark their season, it's this game right here. It's this game, and it's the Notre Dame game. But they lost the Notre Dame game already. And so they need they need to win this game. I think um I think we've kind of figured out the Pac-12 at this point. Early in the season, we had no idea what was going on. There's just teams getting beat that shouldn't got beat. Um I think we kind of know what we have, and I think Oregon's just a better team. Uh, I'm gonna take them to win this game. I think more than likely they cover the point spread, but I could see a scenario where it's close in the fourth quarter. Um, so if I, if you put a gun to my head and told me to bet, I'd bet Oregon in the points minus the points. I would too. I just feel it. Just feel it. You know, sometimes you just feel it, Joey. True. And when you do that, you usually bet against yourself. Yep. That's true. That's true. And you know, all signs point Oregon wins this game. They, they come off a close loss. I, I think they're prepared for a trap game. They're looking at it saying, Hey, USC is a good team, probably a better team than Washington State. And we are going to the Coliseum. It's going to be a fun game. I think both teams are going to be hyped up for it. So we'll see. I'm going out on a limb on that one, but it's okay. All right. We will. Oh, I got to call this game because why not? Kansas State at Kansas. <laughs> That's this week. That's crazy. Okay. I'm going to go with Kansas fighting, State off the their, fighting their hot win. Yeah, the fighting less miles. Off their hot win against Oklahoma, I'm going to go with Kansas State. No, nah, I'm going with Kansas. Minus six. Ooh, the JR. Kansas, Kansas State, uh, they're going to be a little cocky. They just beat, to, uh, beat Oklahoma. They ranked them. That's like one of those things, like when you got a team that hasn't been ranked all season, they have a big win, they get ranked. They always get knocked off after that. Kansas, their better coach is Volez, and uh, they're going to knock them off outright. Outright. So, outright. yeah, Kansas, how about Kansas taking it to Texas a couple of weeks ago? Despite losing, it was a really tight one, high-scoring game. Uh, oh, but yeah. I, don't, I, I, I don't really see that happening. I, I think I like Kansas State in this ballgame. They, you know, they look on a little, bit of, a little bit of a run, you know. If you can beat Oklahoma, which – is a team I personally thought was going to make it to a playoff. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they could take down Kansas. Crazier things have happened, of course, but I think they can handle Kansas this week at Kansas. There are a lot of good games on at, at that 3.30, 4 o'clock time slot for college football this week and some good 8 o'clock games. So if you can get to a bar before like 3.30, you're in good shape. Make sure they have a lot of TVs, all different games. The last game of the week, probably, I don't know if college game day is going here, Georgia and Florida. Georgia's ranked number eight after dropping one to South Carolina. Florida coming off a win against South Carolina, both coming off a bye week. Uh, game day is going to Memphis. 
Memphis? Okay. Yes. Barrett, you talked about that, Robert. Get your shit together. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Pay attention. Did we come off the fence on Memphis and SMU yet? No. We'll save that one for last then. All right. Hell yeah. Florida, Georgia. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I got my shirt from last year. We were at it last year. The rough and rowdy shirt. I got to bring my little gator (laughs) in for this one. And no matter who won the game last year, the Florida guys whooped up on the Georgia guys at the rough and rowdy. It was a fun time. Damn right they did. That's right. Yeah, well, I wasn't watching that. I was watching the fights in the stands where the Georgia guys dominated. You were at Rough and I was sitting next to you at Rough and Rowdy. No, you weren't. You were on the other side of the stadium, bitch. You were sitting next to me. I kept going back and forth. Yeah, well, I saw a girl's entire ass because she kept bending over. Oh, that's right. I did miss miss the fight in the ass. I spent $40 on two drinks. I spent more than that on more than that drinks. Mm -hmm. So, sad times last year. I did throw up that night. It was, it was a good game. It was a close game up until the fourth quarter, about 10 minutes left in the game. Georgia started running away with it because they just started pounding the rock and throwing it to the tight end. We had C.J. Henderson, I think, came out came out of that game, and Fromm picks on the freshman corner, Trey Dean, a few times to get a touchdown in the late part of that game. Jake Fromm had a really good football game. He was just a tough quarterback to take down. Uh, Felipe Franks, of course, is our quarterback. So you couldn't really expect too much. but uh, Starting off that game, Florida, Felipe fumbles one time, and then Jordan Scarlett also fumbled again. That's yeah, we, had, we were in the ball game, man. I think at one point we even held a lead. We were in the ball game for a little while, and just mistakes after mistakes. And Georgia really just was a better team in the second half. Yep. But this this year – this Particularly year. in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was a close game. There was a there was a big goal line stand that I still get hyped about or, or hyped over today. I think it was oh, three yeah. downs, and then they had a pass interference, and then they stood them up again on the one yard line. That was yeah, that was hands down one of the best goal line stands at least for that season for the Gators. Mm-hmm. Probably the best, despite they lost, despite them losing, it was the best. I hear some people saying this is a must win for both teams, and I agree. Oh, yeah. I think it's a must win for both teams. I think both teams are going to come out strong. Georgia right now is favorite to win, even though Florida is ranked higher. It's minus six and a half. So I'll go first. In this ball game. I feel a lot more confident in Florida than I did last season. Let's put it that way. I feel a lot more confident in their offense. And defensively, I think we're, we've been the same solid team. We, we have C.J. Henderson back. We are supposed to get uh, Jabari Zuniga as well as John Grenard back as well. And then on the offensive side of the ball, we are also supposed to get uh, Kadarius, Tony. Kadarius Tony back, who is hands down, he is our – best offensive weapon. So uh, Florida, they're getting their talent back. Georgia, they have been playing flat, but that doesn't mean they're going to play flat against Florida. I think they're going to bring it to Florida. But in this ball game, I will put on my homer cap. I have Florida winning this ball game. It'll be close, but Florida's going to win this ball game. I'm going to predict a final score of about, let's go 20, let's go like 31 to 28. 25 in that range, 24. 
I'll go, I'll go in that range. But either way, I have Florida winning this ball game, and I think Draco over here says the same thing. There you go, Draco. Yeah, so I like Georgia to win. Obviously, um, they're just a better team than Florida. Florida's going to fall apart after that LSU loss. Um, they're probably not going to win another game the rest of the season. Um, anyway, but what I really beat like South game, Carolina after LSU. Yeah, uh, what I really like in yeah, last game, week, you said Georgia's going to lose. Yeah, not in this game, though. Uh, <laughs> what I really like in this game is the over. It's at 44 and a half. I think they blow that out of the water. You heard Davis's score prediction of over almost 60 points. 44 and a half should be uh, locking in, so it'll probably go under. You know, the odd thing is this game could be a defensive game, and then this game could be an absolute shootout. I could see it going either way. I could see Florida not being able to stop the run. But I could also see Georgia not being able to stop Florida's high-octane high pass pass attack. So, to me, I, I'm going to put on the homework app, too. I think right now Florida's back at full strength defensively. I saw a stat today with Zuniga and Grenard in the game. Florida only allows – 1.9 yards rushing average with them out of the game with either one of them out of the game no matter who it is it jumps up to four yards average per carry and that's the difference in a ball game right there especially this kind of ball game when deandre swift is their main weapon they're going to try and run the ball they're going to run draws they're going to run screens and that's how they're going to be able to beat the gators if they do I'm taking the Gators in a close one. I'm not even going to predict the score here. Just gonna yeah, say I'm not, I've been wrong on I'm I'm always wrong on score predictions, by the way. So I'm not always I'm not always confident whenever I do a score prediction. So I'm probably gonna be dead wrong. But with that, I just think it's going to be a fairly close matchup. I think both of these teams are pretty even. Uh, Georgia lost a lot of talent last year. Jake Fromm is just not having the same year that he had last year with those talents. I still think he's a good quarterback who's worthy of being a high first, late second round quarterback. Um, I, I, I still like him as a quarterback, but he lost a lot of talent. I think that's where Florida has the edge is that they have a lot of talent and Ch- Kyle Trask is pretty much a savior at quarterback for Florida. Uh, I, I've, I, I've got a, I've got a favor the Gators. At I some do point, have a score prediction, uh, 45 to zero Georgia. Okay. All right. Alrighty. Realistic. I, I have a prediction for the game. At some point, Kirby Smart is going to do something very, very stupid, like a fake punt on fourth and 15 or a fake field goal or something of that nature, and the Georgia fans are going to go, roo, 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 why'd you do that, roo, 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 roo. And, rabble, 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 and that's just that's just what Kirby Smart does in big games. He makes decisions that, if they turn out to be good, this, this is the game where Kirby Smart takes the next step. So, hope not. I'm going to be watching <laughs> the Florida game and the Miami game at the same time, and the Florida State game at the same time. It's gonna it's gonna be a good good Saturday of three o'clock four o'clock games. With that being said, we have reached our final game of the week. It's college game day's game game of the week. Game. Spray the incentive. 
It's pretty insensitive. You, you think they'd pull us? It's nah, from a movie. No one's watching this shit. I know. I know. I don't condone it, though. I don't condone it if <laughs> something ever happens and I get famous. I don't condone Robert Juice of the Great. I think you, you have, have almost every time. Davis Davis. Robert's the only one using it. Uh, he pressed the button. You're getting, Who cares? You're getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Can they prove I'm pressing the button? I just have my hand on my Roku remote. Okay. Who cares? That's it. Who cares? All right. SMU. At Memphis, at the jungle. I think I already gave away who I picked for this game. But since I already did, I'm going to go with Memphis. I like Memphis at home here. I like them because SMU has sputtered a little bit throughout the season, even though they're undefeated. And looking at their schedules, I, I don't know. I just think Memphis is pumped up for this game. I think that's two upsets I'm calling on the week, this game and the USC game. So I do want to throw the Florida out, game, I guess. I do want to throw out a little bit of perspective here because this is a team that has come out real hot against UCF when they were undefeated, and both times they had a pretty big lead, and both times they squandered that lead. So I don't think that's going to happen in this ball game. I think they're going to stay hot at home. I like Memphis in this ball game as well. Yeah, I'm taking SMU. I'm taking the money line. I'm taking the points. Um. Memphis is coach. I like him a lot, but SMU is out for revenge. They're on a revenge tour from 1960-something or whenever they got the death penalty. They've been waiting. They've been saving it up. They're going to showcase I think it was shit. 82 because I, I said 86 last week, and I think I heard it was 82. Yeah, well, they screwed me last week, so they got to win this week for me. So There you go. And – the good news, if Tulane does win this week and they beat ECU and Navy, they play Tulane, who's also having a good season. They're five and three, but they're a good football team, and I would like to see that game also. So, is is that the Sun Belt? That is the Sun. Uh, Sun Belt's better than the ACC this year. Just SM, that out there. I think SMU's in the American. Oh, and, really? And Tulane is also in the American. Yeah, yeah, the American is better than the ACC this year. Just the American is, is kind of stacked this this year for the American Conference. American might be better than the Pac-12 this year. There you go. When are they going to win a championship? One eternity later. Probably never. It's okay. Who cares? Who cares? You tried. Who cares? All right. That'll do it for this week. Thank you, guys. Davis, ESPN, Pensacola, Joey, just Pensacola. (laughs) (laughs) Draco giving our celebrity guest picks this week. There you go. There you go, Draco. You forever good boy. You got to teach him that. I can't believe that's a dachshund. I feel like he's mixed with something. He looks like a little. So he's he's a cream Labrador, or not lab, uh, dachshund, sorry. Cream dachshund. Cream cream dachshund. Cream at his ears. Jabbar. And big ass ears. All right. Catch us at Higher Frequency Podcast. Catch Higher Frequency Podcast Network's new podcast, Out of Bound with Frederick Estrada. And catch our new episode of Luchadors of Liberty. I brought on a neoliberal to discuss the Middle East. Very, very fun stuff if you're interested in politics. 
But if you're here for college football, catches weekly college football extravaganza on the Higher Frequency Podcast Network. Donate to our Patreon, catches on YouTube, subscribe, like, share. All right. You guys got any parting words? Go Gators. Drake James Blackman sucks. These people don't give shit. Yeah. <laughs>